Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Today, I'm so excited to have um, an amazing woman who I really admire and follow. Um, her name is Gladys Kashanja. Um, Gladys is a believer, she is a mother, and she's also a journalist with a passion to empower generations with real life stories. Thank you, thank you so much, Gladys. I'll stop sharing so that people can be able to see your beautiful face. Asante Sana for joining us at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We are truly honored, we truly appreciate. Thank you for having me and uh, happy Mother's Day to all that are represented here and who are carrying out this amazing, amazing role in different capacities. We appreciate you and uh, Nairobi Chapel and Bakasia Santeni Sana for having me. And yeah. uh, it is an honor to be amongst you this morning. Thank you and happy Mother's Day to you too. Now, Gladys, we just want to hear your story. I love hearing people's stories. So, and I know because you are also a storyteller in your own right um, at NTV. Um, but how was, I, we want to go back a bit and find out how was your childhood? Um, did you grow up in the, what people would say, just a Christian, you know, the one for church going people or how was, how was it growing up for you? Um, interesting that I actually grew up in church and uh, this was made very clear by my mom, especially growing up and uh, she would take me to church with her, take me and my brothers to church. So that was the routine. And uh, we always wondered because my dad never went to church, but he would see us off. Like he would wake up to make sure everyone has woken up, dressed and gone to church and he would close the gate behind us. And I always wondered why does he stay behind and we have to do it? And I remember there's a time he actually came across, so, I mean, he just sat us down and told us, you know what, we are all in this world to make our own choices. Mommy loves to go to church and she wants you guys to be part of that process. And I would love you to also do the same so that you can make your own choice going forward, which is the same thing he had done. And for him, he was experiencing Christianity differently. And at that point, I realized that as much as I'm being told to go to church, I'm being set up in a certain way as to what I take up as a personal decision is really up to me. But at least they would have exposed me and given me the tools. Mm. And so as you're growing up and um, discovering God, of course, through church, <laughs> as you go every Sunday, um, is there at any point that you gained an interest to know God for yourself and maybe even got born again in the process? Yes, 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 yes. So in this whole process of going to church, uh, it was my way of getting away from the house. Now I grew up <laughs> in a very strict home. Yeah. And my mom was the kind that even when you're thinking about the voice, you will know and she will <laughs> charaza you properly, you know. So anyway, uh, I didn't have much of a social life and being the firstborn and the only girl, you can imagine how much more strict she was, you know. Mm -hmm. So church for me was a social event to start off. But uh, eventually I realized that there are some things about church and what was being taught to us that was so real in my own life, even if I was a young mind. And uh, I remember uh, either my personality or just 
being or wanting to be part and parcel of something bigger than myself. So I started serving in church at a very young age. I was a dancer and I love dancing today. So I was already involved in that way. And in that way, it gave me more purpose than just being a social hangout, okay? Yeah. It tapped into a gift that I had that in my own way could be part and parcel of the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, going into high school, you remember the CUs and all yeah. that. And I think that's where I actually had my first real relationship with Christ. Like, mm-hmm. um, it was about now discovering this space for myself, not having my mom with a stick over me, but just, you know, being disciplined enough to want to know more about God for mm-hmm. myself and keep it. it. Mm-hmm. And eventually, that relationship gave me so much that mm-hmm. I just couldn't let go. Of course, you're young and there are days where you have good days and bad days, bad mm-hmm. seasons, yeah. good seasons. But when I look back in retrospect, when I said they set me up to choose for myself, now mm-hmm. it goes to a farm when they say the Bible says, raise your child in the ways of the Lord and they'll never depart from it because mm-hmm. it has been so so clear for me and my giving my life to Christ from the get-go even mm-hmm. though you know you sleep here and there has always taken me back to mm-hmm. you know what uh you know the prodigal son story yeah. you always come back because you know something somewhere is mm-hmm. not right if you're not aligned to his purpose yeah and I truly agree because it's true that you never depart doesn't mean that um, you will never make mistakes or walk away. Um, and I like how you put it with the prodigal son, that you, remi- you remember that there is a God who loves me. And so now moving into your career, when and um, when did you decide or how did the whole, hmm, maybe I should be a journalist come through? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get this question a lot. And yeah. uh, in a nutshell, when I was growing up, I used to watch, I don't know if some of you know her, but she's... Uh, the late now, Anne mm. Ofula. Yeah. And I used to admire her. And my dad and my mom told me that I literally go and stand in front of a screen. Then it was KBC with the black yeah. and white. And I just would stare at her. And I wondered how in God's name does she do this with so much poise, you know? Mm. And then I was young and I didn't know what it was about. So I just admired her and that was it. Then many years later, uh, after Form 4, I really wanted to get into business with my dad because, of course, you know, I'm a girl. Um, My dad is my hero and I'm thinking he's doing so well in business. What am I going to do in Compass for four years? Let's get into this thing and make money. Yeah. And my dad told me, no, you will have everything that I never did. Okay. So he got me all these papers from different universities to look at what it is that they offer and just make a choice of whatever I needed to do. He didn't care what I did, just go ye forth and have, you know, uh, (laughs) an opportunity at higher institution of learning. And I looked through the papers and I came across this university and there were a couple of others that Mm -hmm. were offering mass communication. And when I looked at the breakdown of what exactly this is, is when now I put two and two together. Oh, Mm -hmm. so this is what makes you this. Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess in the scope of things, uh, this looks interesting and I'd like to pursue it. So that's how I got to train as a journalist here. And uh, well, the rest is history. Yeah. And so you've been at NMG for how long? Because I remember even in our conversations, I was telling you, I, I thought I, saw you, I had you at home. <laughs> 
Well, I have been at the Nation Media Group for 17 years now. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. yes. yes. It was literally, thank you. It was literally my first job out of campus yeah. because I did my internship there. And thankfully, I was able to be absorbed into the company. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So now you've, you're, of course, when you got in, you were born again. Um, and how has it been, especially because I also worked in the media and I know it can be quite a crazy industry um, where as a Christian, it's very hard to shine your light. I'll be very honest. Um, but how, how has it been in the media industry and, and still being able to represent Christ? Um, I can tell you it's a very interesting industry and uh, of course there are stereotypes about who works there and how they should yeah. live their life. But then again, I'll take you back to what I said. Bring up your child in the way of the Lord and they will never depart from it. Mm -hmm. Even if there are all these temptations around you, you will sleep and fall, but something always calls you back to what it is that you actually stand for. And uh, I keep saying to date, the best gift my parents ever gave me is a choice Mm -hmm. or just being a Christian, because that relationship with Christ for me is so important, so focal for me in so many areas of my life. Mm -hmm. So of course you're young, out of compass, I'm born and bred from Nakuru. So just working mm -hmm. at the Nation Media Group was the first time I was experiencing city life. Yeah. And uh, guys are looking at you for, uh-huh, Aka Green One is in the city. So let's see what she's made of and there are all these temptations around you the drinking mm. the going out the you know the sex life and all that i mean there's so many things that are thrown at you but then again they we are all in whatever it is we do for different mm. reasons i got into this not only for the fact that i discovered it's something that i do have a passion for but i also have a talent for mm. but i also needed to make this work for the sake of my family members. I had just mm -hmm. lost my dad like two, like a year or a semester just before I finished mm -hmm. Day State University. So being a fastborn, you mm -hmm. can imagine the thought was, Sirudi kwa mama yangu, I have yeah. to make this work mm -hmm. and keep the family going. So that in itself kept me focused, mm -hmm. but also that makes you also stand out like an outlier because mm -hmm. I mean guys are like you're young you're beautiful what are you doing not doing the things that young people in their 20s should be doing mm -hmm. and you try this you try that and you're like I okay to be honest this is not me and so it's okay if I don't fit in it's fine mm -hmm. at least uh, what I need to do still gets done you know, mm -hmm. and you'll find yourself in spaces where people literally uh, treat you differently just because you will not conform. Mm -hmm. But as, as I said, at the end of the day, what is it that puts you in that space? What is your purpose? And mm -hmm. when you think about the big picture, that do all these other things on the side fit in? Mm -hmm. For me, they never did, to be mm -hmm. honest. And perhaps it's because of the setup or... Um, you know, the preparation I was given when I was younger. So mm -hmm. none of it made sense because I never saw it around me. Mm -hmm. And I actually thank God because uh, there's also the chance that when you didn't see it, you want to explore it, you know, and yeah. now become extreme. Mm -hmm. But somehow I thank God for his grace that uh, mm -hmm. he kept me, you know, like, okay, fine, you'll try it. No, nah, that is not working. Let's just come back and keep focusing. Of course, yeah. You make mistakes, you live with the consequences, but that does not mean that his grace is not sufficient. So here we are. Awesome. And that's so great to hear that um, the foundations is what was called for you. Um, and you've been really 
public um, about your faith, which is, I'll be honest, very rare, especially for Christians in the marketplace. It doesn't necessarily have to be just media, um, but, um, you know, we can literally count on our fingers, the so-called public figures who are really open about their love for God and the fact that they are born again or they're Christ followers. So now, I mean, you're living this life um, where you're focused, living out your purpose. And now you're become, of course, your brand is growing. And here you are now shining Christ's light on a much bigger stage. Um, so why did you decide to, you know, not hold him back and not hold off that part of you publicly? Caroline, I'll tell you this. I am a child of grace. Mm. I mean, I say this so many times. And every time I say that, I even get teary-eyed. Mm. Because when I think of the many circumstances the good Lord has come through for me, even mm. when I was not deserving, Mm. I don't know what else to be, but just to be his child. Mm. And I, I, as I said, I'm passionate about empowering others through real life stories. Okay. Mm. So I'm the journalist behind the microphone or behind the or in front of the camera, bringing you mm. stories from other people's point of view. But what I'm very intentional about is to also use the spaces I have to put across to whoever it is that follows me or whoever who looks up to me, that it is not a walk in the park. And mm. some of us are as human as the next guy. And mm. we are so cognizant of, the, of that fact enough to keep reminding others when you find yourself face flat on rock bottom, mm. is that we've been there, done that, and it was only God's grace that has mm. actually brought us this far. It's not... Yeah. You know, people might, and most often they're not, and I see this a lot, they see the glamour, they see the job, they see the things that you're able to do, the people you're able to brush shoulders with. And the assumption is that your life is a certain way, you know, mm. perfection. You don't yeah. go through what the rest of us go through. Oh, no. Oh, mm -hmm. oh no. Mm -hmm. I have been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the full merchandise pack. <laughs> and I cannot stop speaking about the fact that I am here. Mm. A greatly, actually, holistically, because God is. Mm. So for me, that is not something that I stop to think about. Mm. I actually put it across there mm. so that you know, apart from what it is I do, what, apart from what uh, I am known to be, mm. the bigger, bigger perspective is mm. that there is my father in heaven who has held my hand, held the hand of my family and literally shown his light on my path through and through. And those times that I've actually, you know, slipped, he still has been there, shown utter grace over my life. For me, I cannot even imagine. As in, I shudder to the thought of having a life without Christ. It yeah. totally makes me feel very, very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's the kind of relationship I have, you know? So yeah. it comes naturally. I mean, whether that makes you think, oh, this one is too religious, this one is too nice, this one, yeah. it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. This works for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I pray that my own life in its own way can be a testimony to others, mm -hmm. that you can still follow through with your scruples, your beliefs, 
no matter the space you're in, because at mm. the end of the day, I keep saying your testimony is someone else's lifeline. Mm. And I hope oh, that is so powerful. And thank you so much, because for sure, for sure, you are shining your light. Um, I mean, maybe, of course, you might be getting all this negative talk, which is usually, yes, normal for us Christians, but um, I truly, I mean, that, that is really powerful that you are just a product of reason, so are, are all, hey, so are we, hey, I was about to say, so are all we. Um, just a bonus question before we ask guys to ask their questions. Um, it's Mother's Day, and you are a mother, so I mean, like, just tell us, how, how has your journey been as a mom? Uh, when I talk about my journey of grace, it involves that part, especially that part. <laughs> of course, there are different yeah. facets of my life. Um, I'm a mother of an eight-year-old amazing oh. son. And yeah. uh, I mean, I have heard or I had before when people would describe what parenting is. And he did make sense until, until I became born. Yeah. I mean, I have this little human who walks around me and he literally is a piece of me mm. walking on earth. And every day I'm reminded of how God in his, uh, you know, infinite wisdom said, despite your inadequacies, mm. I shall, you know, bestow you this title of mother and you're going to take care of another human being. So for me, that is such an honor. Mm. And I'll be honest, Carol, I did not have my son in the circumstances that I thought I would, mm. you know, yeah. again, remember, you've been brought up, surrounded by, you know, marriage works, you're seeing your parents, it's working. So, of mm. course, the hope and prayer is that you will do this within, you know, mm. a family setup, married and all that. And that didn't work. And mm. there's, there are a variety of issues that led up to that. Mm. And um Either way, he's here with me. But what yeah. I learned out of that is another, actually that was another affirmation of God's grace. Like mm -hmm. I remember when I had this child, I was alone. I chose to be a single mother because mm -hmm. the circumstances I had this son in were not conducive. Yeah. And again, as I said, children will always look around their, their environment and mm -hmm. actually choose how their lives will be dependent on the circumstances they grew up in. Mm -hmm. And for me, the circumstances I was in were not reflective of where I grew up or how love and marriage is defined. So mm -hmm. I chose to walk away from a, a bad uh, circumstance. And uh, now doing this on my own, of course, was very scary. Yeah. But I remember saying, even if I will go and sit on the side of the road in the Skuma, just to bring up my child, I will follow that that I believe in for the sake of my son, but mm -hmm. also I will do this the right way. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in that case, what followed were very hard, dark times. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I remember to date, even my son, when he hears me start the phrase, he finishes it for me. I always used to pick him up and tell him, we shall make it. Mm. Because there are times, Carol, I was mine on my knees holding my infant in my arms mm. and I would look up to the heavens and ask and cry to God and say, please, mm. please do not forget us. Even mm. if it's not for me, yeah. let it be for this child. Mm. And I can tell you every single step of those 80 years, mm. I have seen God come through. 
Oh, wow. When I think about it, it's not that I was deserving. Mm-hmm. That's why I say this is just pure grace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for me, that journey has also strengthened me in mm-hmm. ways that I never thought possible. Mm-hmm. And being bestowed the title mother in itself, I think, was God's way of telling me, you know what? Here's my way of saying, here's a second chance. And mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. Imagine it's fine. Yeah. And that is how I can describe the journey for me. And yeah. even to date, when things are thick, or even when they are not, yeah. I know that we are because he is. Yes. Oh, that. Hey, I don't even know what to say to that because that is such an amazing testimony. And, you know, and we cannot be able to fully understand or even grasp the concept of God's grace um, because the way it said, it's unmerited favor. Like it's something that you can't even understand. So just to see you sitting here today, not standing, <laughs> and saying that I am a product of grace for sure. And I think it will also remind the rest of us who perhaps um, feel like when we're in those dark moments and, and you know, when you look back and see what, how did I make it? You know, you can't even be able to define the walk or the journey and it's just all God. Um, and that's how supernatural and as you said, in his infinite wisdom, we're not able to understand. How, what, what made you move to TV? What was the transition like? Was it something you've always wanted to or it's just an opportunity that came up? Aha, uh-huh. interesting question. And um Actually, when I did my internship, I actually did it in television because that's what I wanted to do. I really wanted to get into television. And uh, then uh, the feedback I got was, you're good, but you're too young. So at that point, I remember there was this shakeup in the industry. That's when the radio industry was opening up and the Radio Africa had just been established. And uh, Patrick Kwako just came and, you know, poached a huge team from Nation FM. And uh, right there was an opportunity for me to say, okay, fine, if I'm young here, let me be growing up on this other side of town. So I crossed over to radio. And uh, that's how I ended up there for seven years plus on air. And uh, it was such a blessing. And I keep saying this was just God's, by the way, it was God's plan from the get-go because um, being on radio prepared me for now what I'm handling on television mm-hmm. so perhaps the person who said I was young was seeing not only just you know my age but also understood that there's a lot more that comes with this that uh, I wasn't ready for but that said uh, let me just touch on the fact that when I was uh, doing my training at Day State University I used to listen to I don't know if you guys remember Tina and Zuki. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. There used to be the three musketeers. It was Tina yeah. and Zuki, James Okumu, mm. and somebody else. I forget who. And I used to listen to them. And every time I would wake up to the words of encouragement and all that, in my head, I would say, if I'm ever given the opportunity to do this, this is exactly what I would want to offer somebody else. Because mm-hmm. it is so so important to understand the sphere of influence that you hold and the mm-hmm. kind of impact it had because Tina and Zuki and that team gave me so much hope through mm-hmm. those years, okay? And so getting into radio, it was very clear what I needed to do and the person I needed to be mm-hmm. and what I needed to bring. So that said, um, 
seven years into it, I started telling God, I, I feel like I need to do more. So I kind of took, took a step back, did uh, sort of two and a half years behind the scenes, you know, just I was doing operations for both the Nation FM and QFM. We had grown mm. to QFM now. And uh, that's when I became a mom. And then after I came back, as I said, when you have a child, there's something in you that just wakes up, you know, for bring it, whatever it is, it is yeah. that you had shelled. I think I had, I have what it takes to actually handle it. And interestingly, the opportunity to actually join television came on. This time I did the test again and mm. they said, you're ready. Oh. And when I say this is God's plan, by the way, yeah. believe you me, in retrospect, I believe God was preparing me for a time such as now. Mm -hmm. So apart from the opportunity being there, it was also something that I wanted to pursue. So I guess the timing is what I wasn't very sure of, but uh, God made it in such a way that I was in the right place at the right time. Your story is so encouraging. And uh, my question was, do you have a something like a mentorship thingy that uh, maybe uh, young ladies and uh, friends or men that would uh, maybe be interested in being mentored in. Do you have such a thing or a program or an, anything that you do to encourage people or mentor people who have been in such a similar situation as you? To be honest, I do mentorship, but I do one-on-one -on -one mentorships when I've seen a lot of people because of the spheres that I'm in will, you know, DM me, talk to me on the side and say, I'd like you to walk with me on this, give me advice on this and that and all that. And this is something that I started off way back when I was in radio. And uh, this is why I was even, and I think I need to reiterate, when you get into whatever sphere of influence you're in, whether it's I who's in the media, you who, whatever it is you go to every single day, People feed off what your life is and what you say, how you carry yourself. And every day I bless God when I get a message from somebody who says, I used to listen to you when I was in class eight. I used to listen to you when I was in class. Well, of course, it rubbers them how old I yeah. have been in this or how old <laughs> I am. But it's all good. The take home is that this faith that God gave me has been able to be used to actually impact or influence positively those that actually um, uh, are actually taking it up, you know? Like, um, so every day I get those, I'm like, thank God, thank God, whatever it is that I pray that I'm able to do, I was able to actually put across. And I always say, God, when I am done, I don't wanna go back to you when I'm full. I want to be empty. Whatever it is you put in me, let me just give it out because really, when you understand the power, the sphere of influence you have, then you will understand why you need to live out your purpose a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that in itself keeps you focused. Mm -hmm. That said, apart from that influence, now mine might not feel like it's a one-on-one -on, -one on that case, but really we are taught when you go in front of that camera or you're behind the mic, you're speaking to one person. Mm -hmm. So that can be looked at as that from that point of view but then again there are those that have actually uh you know taken up whether it's by email or by meeting one-on-one -on -one. but uh, what i've also taken up is uh, when people reach out to me and say okay fine gladys we have this and this and would like you to come and speak to them would like you to do this that i have done because at times it can get a little bit much, if you know yeah. what I mean, and you can easily spread yourself thin, mm -hmm. but I am very conscious
conscientious that uh, there are people who will sit there and this is the one opportunity they have. And you can tell, you know, mm. that please speak into my life because this is what I need. I'll, mm. I'm in a place that I need just you to tell me this and this and that I will do. But uh, as I get, um, you know, older in this space, I am looking into how best I can do that even in my retirement years because uh, I not only did mass communication, I actually did psychology, which have both helped mm. me in what I do. Mm. So definitely I see a lot of that in my future you know, and uh, it's something I'm looking forward to do even more. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, to answer Eve's question. Um, oh, yeah. Dealing with the workmates. Let me tell you, that comes with the territory. People are, ooh, yeah, let's just say guys are quite, uh, <laughs> ah, it's, it's an interesting place to be. It really is an interesting place to be. And as I said, the people who make fun of you, they leave out of leave you out of opportunities just because you didn't play ball and stuff like that or you didn't go for that drink up after work or you didn't go to whatever it is and at times imagine there are times you apply strategy you know those ones of I'm going to just hang out because I need to play politics you know and this is something you learn on the job eh? Mm-hmm. Then there are times where you're like, you know what? It's never that serious, honestly yeah. speaking. Somebody once asked, told me, one of my mentors, just ask yourself, what value does this bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Now, it might sound like uh, very selfish, but then again, you cannot take up every opportunity. You've mm-hmm. got to choose what works or aligns to you. And at times, you've got to be strategic, you know, and wise in how you actually deal with something. So, yeah, is this understanding that people are different? you know, and that uh, you cannot impose yourself on others. As much as I'm set up to be a fearless influencer of my society, I've got to be cognizant that we are all human first and everyone has their own struggles. Everyone lives out, you know, their life differently. So what I can do, I can't control what they do, but I can control how I do things. Mm -hmm. So what I've seen with time, and especially when you stand your ground, is that people respect you and actually are very curious to understand how does she function yeah how does she function so it becomes now for okay tell me your story i'd like to understand this more and stuff like that so for me that is the most important bit of it i truly truly appreciate um and we are truly honored that um you came and spoke with us today and we truly have seen how god has been gracious to you how he has really used you for his glory and he continues to use you and i pray that um, your testimony will continue to change life